Good morning. It is Saturday, September the 2nd, in the year of our Lord, 2023. You know what that means. It's a day for a Holy Spirit story. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. The title of our story today is Dirty Kroger and My Big Fail. Our text is always on Saturdays, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Hear now the word of the Lord. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The word of the Lord. Now consider this. Today's Holy Spirit story comes from yours truly. Yes, J.D. Walt, me. We began this whole Holy Spirit story adventure back in June of 2022. I called for stories from people, and all I got in response was crickets. Yep, nothing, nada. I thought to myself that I would need to prime the pump. I was trying to think of a good story one morning, the kind of story I could offer as a subtle sort of humble brag. Then I went to the grocery store. Little did I know that a bona fide Holy Spirit story was about to unfold before my very eyes. It turns out to be a story of failure. Later that day, the Spirit whispered to me, Start the series with this one. The next Saturday, I shared the story you will see and hear if you listen to the podcast below. After that, I was flooded with Holy Spirit stories. So in the spirit of small, humble, and even failed beginnings, I offer this story. It is Acts 3 of another sort. We've been telling Holy Spirit stories here ever since. Keep them coming. Early this spring, I found myself on an average day at Kroger. When it comes to Kroger, I had two choices where I used to live in Tennessee. I could go to the bougie Kroger, servicing the nearby want-to-be-wealthy subdivision, or I could go to the Kroger more commonly known as Dirty Kroger, the one that serves the rest of us. I actually prefer Dirty Kroger, not because I don't want to be wealthy, but because it is much larger and tends to be better stocked. On this day, I'm loading my groceries in my car when I hear a loud commotion. I look around and see police cars and an ambulance arriving on the scene. I stand there with the milk in one hand and the eggs in the other as about six police officers and EMTs surround a woman who is sitting on a park bench next to the exit of the store. She is yelling loudly. The 911 crew are confronting her, doing their best to de-escalate the situation while having the opposite effect. I notice about 10 other people around, 
like me, staring at the unfolding chaos. I sense the Spirit's whisper in my spirit. Go over there. Oh, man, I thought to myself, I don't want to go over there. What can I do anyway? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So I started walking in that direction. As I neared, I began to notice the terrible trifecta usually accompanying these situations. Poverty, mental illness, intoxication. In other words, intractable, wicked problem. Then I thought to myself, I am a baptized Christian, a Holy Spirit-filled, grace-gifted Jesus freak. Further, I'm an ordained minister of the church Jesus is building, which is a stretch to claim. Meanwhile, I'm still walking over, slowly slowing my pace because I have no idea what I'm going to do when I get there. The letters on wristbands everywhere popped into my mind, WWJD. What would Jesus do? The story of Jesus and the demoniac popped into my memory. You know, the time when Jesus got into a boat and rode across the lake for a meeting with a mentally ill, homeless, also demon-possessed man who lived in a cemetery. Then it hit me. What would Jesus do is the wrong question. That's the ethical question, the one you might ask when you're doing the autopsy. The apostolic question the day after the day of Pentecost question is not what would Jesus do? It is what is Jesus doing? I knew in that moment exactly what Jesus was doing. He was physically walking me from the bleachers into the game. He was physically rowing the boat of my body right into the middle of the intractable, wicked problem, which had claimed the life of his precious daughter. I understood the assignment. Walk straight up to her through the six cops and EMTs who were offering the only two solutions they had to this woman who was profoundly agitated afraid, and becoming belligerent, jail, or the psych ward. Though she shouted, no intelligible words came from her mouth. Walk straight up to her, sit down beside her, and ask her for her name. Then I tried to reason with the Holy Spirit, 
What do I have to offer this woman? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I had always understood that as being about witnessing to others or telling them the good news about Jesus. You know, that they were a sinner who needed a Savior, and if they believed in Jesus and prayed the sinner's prayer, they would go to heaven when they died. I'm not saying that's not true. I'm just saying it's not what Jesus meant in Acts 1.8. You will be my witnesses doesn't mean you will witness to people about me. It means you will be me on earth as I am in heaven. You will be my fully authorized, empowered, gifted agent, a tabernacle of my presence everywhere you go. The Holy Spirit will walk you right up to the gates of hell and give you the audacity to shake them with all you've got while shouting, Not today, Satan. Question. What do I have to offer this woman? Answer. Everything Jesus is and has. So, full of the Holy Spirit, I walked right up to the commotion unfolding outside Dirty Kroger, and I walked right past, stopping about 10 yards beyond, where I stood next to a brick column and prayed quietly under my breath. After a few minutes of that, I walked back to my car and went home. Before we go, let me say this. I appreciate those of you who write me when I tell fail stories like this, but I don't need to be consoled with things like, don't get down on yourself. You tried. You did a loving thing anyway. Friends of Jesus, I am not down on myself. My job performance and my self-worth and identity got a divorce a long time ago. I am appropriately self-critical. I want to learn to play in the big leagues with Jesus. I'm still in little league. I've got plenty of wins. While our faith grows with our wins, we learn the most from our fails. And remember, the only people who aren't failing are the ones who are still in the bleachers. The prayer. Abba Father, I want to thank you for this woman in the dire situation all those months ago. I want to pray for her today, wherever she is, and for the fullness of your sustained intervention in her life. 
I am sorry I was not more a part of your intervention. I want to confess my failure to obey you and acknowledge what it might have cost your daughter. I know it didn't all depend on me and that you probably chose other people to be involved in her life. Help me and all of us here to learn from this failure. Prepare us for opportunities such as these and give us the sensitivity to hear and the courage to respond. I want to be an agent of Jesus, a witness, a living sacrifice, a vessel through which you do things and bless people in the world. Praying in Jesus' name, amen. The question, what might have happened if I had fulfilled the assignment, which was to sit down next to her and ask her for her name. What can we learn from this story? And for our hymn today, let's sing our Saturday song, Sanctuary. You know the words, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. With thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. We'll sing it through twice. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. With thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary. For you, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. Well, that's how it all got started, the Holy Spirit Story Saturdays. And I would love it for you to send a Holy Spirit story. Send a story of faith from your life that we might use on a Saturday in the future. We'd be glad to attach your name or a pseudonym or anonymity. It's up to you. It can be a story of coming to faith, a story of transformation, a story of healing, deliverance, suffering, and sufficient grace, family reconciliation, prodigal returns, answered prayer, Holy Spirit fail. I mean, the Holy Spirit doesn't fail, but we fail. Share the fail story. Look what it did here. A word count of five to 800 words works well. We can flex some as needed. We can't guarantee publication, but we assure you of our prayerful discernment. And you can reply to this email with your story, and it will come to me. Give me some time, and I'll be in touch. Well, let's hit the fields today. There could be a Holy Spirit story in the making today. I will be looking for you out there. For the awakening. 
I'm J.D. Wall. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.